Good evening, everybody. Ready for another Wednesday night chat. Tonight we got Justin Dubay coming on uh, to talk a little bit about uh, what he's been doing drifting, uh, the car that he's built, and just a little bit of stuff like that. So we'll wait for him to uh, jump in and uh, request to join. Um, sort of coming up fast. You would have seen today that we uh, uh, released the um, May 13th event is gonna be out at Stratotech, sort of a season opener along with uh, some race bikes and time attack and a bunch of uh, people just enjoying the the uh, season opener out there at Stratotech Raceway in Edmonton. And then also May 19th, uh, Friday, it's a Friday night out at Rad Torque Raceway. It's gonna be the first time that we're, we're back out onto the road course uh, doing a competition, this time with Grassroots. We'll chat a little bit more about that with Justin as I see him jumping in here, so we'll let him in. Wait for the internet to uh, catch up. Howdy. Mr. Dubay. Good, good. Yourself. How are things going? Excellent. So, um, well, I guess I'll give you a little introduction. This is Justin Dubay, a driver with Drift Easy. He's been drifting with us for oh, several years now, all the way back to I think yeah. the red S13 that you had. And uh, just a, been a long time driver with the series and a great support, always out to help out. So we'll kind of just jump into it. Um, how long have you been uh, I'd say track-wise, like at an actual track, uh, 2016, I started building the car. Um, I was actually on Cam Davies' pit crew in 2016, the year that he won. And then uh, we were in the okay. middle of building my car during that season. And then 2017 is when I went to Pro-Am. So, but, but yeah, before that, uh, it was all winter, winter style drifting from 20, 2004, I think, you know, yeah. All right. So obviously you're from the East coast. Um, so when, when did you move towards Edmonton uh, or the Alberta area? Yeah. Why did you end up coming out here? 2011, I came out here, December. So basically 2012, came out here to uh, try the Alberta lifestyle, the Alberta work. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely haven't looked back since. Yeah. Right. So that's what brought you out was just, uh, work yeah. Opportunity yeah, I was an automotive mechanic like in uh, New Brunswick and the uh, pay wasn't very good. So I came out here to try something else and now I'm a heavy duty mechanic. So it's good. I was kind of burnt getting burnt out, uh, building, building cars, like, or working on cars at home and then cars at the dealership and stuff. And I was just starting to lose the passion a bit. So I, I changed over to heavy duty. So I don't really have a dozer sitting in the backyard right now. So that's good. Yeah, that's right. That's what they, people always say. If you like uh, working on cars, uh, for a pastime, do not become a mechanic. Yeah, you'll never work on your own car again. Um, all right. So, I mean, we've seen you in, in several <laughs> different cars. And, uh, you know, I think you probably got a lot of seat time in some of your lower horsepower, uh, yeah. you know, street cars, I guess. So what did you start off with? Uh, we talked a little bit about that S13. Kind of maybe go through, you know, it's different... Uh, you know, it's life. Yeah, it still yeah, kind of lives on today, I believe. So it actually, when I first started building it, I bought it with a SR swap, and it was just a street car. It was uh, NACC's uh, like show car. I think it was swapped in 2000, 2006 or two thousand eight. I did a SR swap in it, and it used to be a car show car, and then I bought it off a guy. Uh, it was around a 500 horsepower, that SR, and then I bought it off the guy. They had changed the turbo, and he drove it untuned, so he blew up the SR, and then I bought it when they just swapped, uh, like, a SR and put all the bolt-ons, and I was revamping it. I put a, I put a 
Nautil coils on it. I put a part shop max angle kit on it and turned it into a drift car. I started cutting it. Uh, trademark Auto House did the cage on it. And my first drive at a drift practice on a Thursday night, the, uh, the SR blew up. So the original goal the whole time was to LS swap it, but I bought it with an SR that was supposed to be good. So I figured I would drive it with an SR, but that didn't last. Yeah, the first drive. I a couple of laps on a Thursday night, and there goes another yeah, SR so into the then, then it was the LS swap. So I LS swapped it uh, in about, about two or three months. I think I had all the parts collected and swapped it over over a couple of weeks and then uh i brought it out to one of your grassroots events before round one in 2017 and it was having a oil leak issue and it actually lit on fire it uh it, it caught on one of the v-bands and it cooled up and lit on fire so i was like ah maybe i'm not ready for round one so uh, yeah so i, I took funny. it apart and i uh i changed some gaskets out and then I made it to around two in 2017 and uh, yeah it was basically just stock body with rolled fenders uh, and uh, like the part shop max angle kit but it wasn't it was uh, just we extended the lower control arms like 30 mil I think at first with a part shop max knuckle and then uh, yeah I think I did the whole season on on that and uh, I was having troubles, uh, not over-centering, but uh, the way we built the bump stops, we were bending tie rods. They were basically hitting the tie rod at, uh, at near okay. full lock, and I was bending tie rods, and it, it wasn't very good. So the 2018, we uh, I think we put a wide body on it, and uh, we did a limited brake hard shot max angle kit on it. And then, yeah, I had uh, it started going up from there and then yeah every year we kind of we kind of changed the color it was a charcoal gray one year same the first year it was a stock ls uh 5.7 ls1 so it made 300 we dynoed it at uh, afr at one of their dyno days so so it made 300 horsepower and then the second year of us drifting we put an angle kit like the full limited brake angle kit and i did uh I did some uh, ported heads, like some stock factory heads, and put a cam in and stuff, and then we made 400. So, yeah, basically from 2018 till maybe maybe 2020, I, I had got rid of it, or the end of 2019 season, I started competing in the States as well. And uh, so I was doing Spec D in 2019 and uh, Evergreen uh, Drift in 2019 as well i was running the double series and then yeah ended up selling it at the end of the 2019 series and started building the uh the supra that uh took, took a little longer than i thought but uh yeah luck, luckily enough there was a trademark auto house and uh usual suspects they lent me mandy the s14 so I, I, ran, I ran that for a season in 2020. So that was, that was pretty good. I still got seat time and stuff and was able to drive. Yeah. Well, I remember when you brought out your, uh, your S13 with the V8 uh, swap in it. It was one of the first ones that actually, you know, V8 swaps weren't that popular yet. I mean, there's still lots of S-Stars uh, banging around. Mm -hmm. I mean, still the K turbos. You know, shout out to Tony. Yeah. And by the way, happy birthday, Tony. He'll be the uh, long-live uh, diehard guy for yeah. KA Turbos, uh, the little truck engine or whatever. Um, but, yeah, no, it was neat to see. And, I mean, uh, kind of just gone through, mm -hmm. we've seen you drive a lot of different things. And, uh, like, the, uh, the VA car, um, a trademark auto house, and yeah. I think Nick, that was Nick's cars. And that was – that car has been around and around and around and it su yeah. surprised that it lived as long as it did um they should probably just mount that on the wall over there at trademark because yeah. i think it's a piece of drift history um so a little bit about the car that you have now the one that uh you were building and it kind of was through that 
the whole pandemic yeah. era, there was no parts available. Um, you know, when I, I stopped in and I saw it sort of in its bare chassis stage and that thing, there was nothing really spared on that entire car from Wisefab to Dogbox, yeah. Turbo LS. Give us your your mind. Uh, uh, well, my car like S13, that. It, uh, it started with the SR, then I LS swapped it, and every year I was just upgrading it. And then there was always things that you wanted to, that I was improving on. And there was always things that you still, like, were limited on. So I wanted to try building right. a car with everything I had learned. I wanted to build the Supra. Uh, basically, anything I wanted in, in, that, uh, in my S13, we put into the Supra. That way, you kind of do it once and uh, be done with it type of thing and not have to upgrade, you know, too much other than the small, small things. So. Hmm. And then, any, yeah. any more on that? So, you did get it running. We got it running out at strato bash yeah two yeah. i believe wasn't i, it? I was did it a one? few laps it had a uh it had a just stock 5.3 ring gap motor that we had twin turboed and it uh in april i got it running actually and then it had some issues on the dyno oil pressure issues and the motor ended up letting go and then I let it sit basically till like a week before straddle bash and then I just bought another engine and I just slapped all my parts on it and put an engine together so I could make it to straddle bash too and then I think I got three laps there and then that motor let go and then yeah that's you know you kind of drop your head down and you're like oh all that all that work and everything um and then, so yeah, three laps there, so it's kind of anticlimactic. But it, it was nice to get the car out. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I mean, you know, it it was something that was from a bare bare frame all the way up to uh, to a full built yeah. running car. And I mean, stuff like that happens. I mean, you know, not many people say it too much how many uh, yeah. motors they've seen let go. But you know, unfortunately, we just got yeah. to see it up close and personal. Um, but okay, so now yeah. you know you had it out last year, um, had it running at a few events. You, you know, you're on a, all of our media stuff is is this uh, wild purple <laughs> yeah. Supra, uh, tearing it up. You know, from Mission to Stratotech. Uh, what was it that? Uh, it's, how's it's the car good. Uh, So over, I guess after Stratobash too, I got in touch with AMS engines and they said they wanted to help me out. I had originally got an engine from them, one of the ones I let go, but long story short, it ended up being something I had done, nothing no one else had done. Uh, so basically my oil filter relocation kit, uh, there's an in and an out, and the engine uh, oil pan is labeled in and an out. So I thought it was dummy proof. I put in to in and out to out, and what it was actually doing at lower RPM, I'd get 30, 40 PSI of oil pressure, but it was actually the oil lines were backwards. Uh, so it was sucking basically through the bypass of the filters and at 7,000 RPM, it wasn't able to get any extra oil pressure and it uh, spun rod bearings. So yeah, just something, Something I thought was, uh, you know, idiot proof. And I'm a mechanic myself, but, you know, you build a car and you're doing all this stuff. And yeah, that ended up being it. So it was basically the in of the engine. They want to go to, they want your out of the filter housing to the in of the engine. So your clean oil goes to the engine where I thought in to in, out to out. But yeah, no. And ever since that, I've had, uh, I think I have like 90, 95 PSI oil pressure in this engine. Like in the, in this 5.3, we, uh, we ended up building, putting forks. Since, you know, we're on our third engine, you may as well try it. And like I said, AMS kind of picked me up and <laughs> saw what I was going through. So they, they helped me out. And yeah, we got forged pistons and rods in this 5.3. So, and yeah, it yeah. made, yeah. Well, it, 
it made That's pretty good, good power. It, it's uh, yeah. So at nine psi, which is waste heat, it makes seven hundred horsepower, and then at twenty psi in like full kill mode, it makes nine hundred and forty. So I actually haven't even turned it up off the seven hundred because it's so you know it's so in, in it's so gnarly how it is like. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's enough. You know, like, you know, I'll definitely attest that you terrify me. I mean, you've had me walk out on track and say, "Can you come in and take a break?" Because, because like yeah. you're terrifying me too much, and then you know, you notice that your tires yeah. are just yeah. So there dead. was a bit of like, uh, <laughs> so, it was like dollar per laps or whatever. And after blowing my engine a few times, I think I was at like twenty thousand dollars a lap or something. So, uh, you know. Okay, well, you can never count the blown <laughs> engines into this. Otherwise, it would just make us really sad. Um, yeah. So now that the motor's running healthy, the car's running well, um, oh, the, oh, the oh, cost yeah. per lap yeah, just I, keep coming down, yeah. right? Fuel and tires. Lots, lots of laps. I think last year I did 40, close to 50 tires. So it, uh, it, it was definitely performing and, and working. Uh, this year over the winter, so the only issue, the only major issue I was having last year was the uh, coolant temps were getting too hot. So just kind of how the rear rod was set up, how the fan shrouds were set up, just you know, uh, there's I've been watching a few videos lately of drifters and stuff, and they say basically, you know, it takes probably two years of driving a car after building it to get all the the small things figured out. So right. hopefully this year. Yeah. Uh, the cooling temps are good because my old S13, uh, that thing was dialed and it was just a hot lap machine. Like I never, coolant temp I think would be like 205 at the end of a run and by the time I was ready to go for the next, it'd be back to 180. So yeah, the uh, Supra is getting, it gets hot. It, it was like 235, 240 after a few laps. So definitely got to shut it down. Yeah, so you're doing um, uh, like a uh, triple so pass rad or something just, like that? Uh, we kind of used an old fan shroud off for when you have the front rad set up. And when your fan shroud is basically touching mm -hmm. your rad, that's, you know, you kind of just get away with that with, uh, with your front rad because that's the only space you have. So now with our rear rad, we actually, you know, made like a three or four inch uh, fan shroud back so that it can suck the air through the whole rad and then uh, yeah okay. some small things like that we uh we did like a swirl pot setup um an expansion tank so hopefully hopefully that uh fixes it because i kind of i kind of just yeah last year was get the car running and drive and you know figure out the small things the cooling system was definitely a weak point so Hopefully this year we, we got a dial. Excellent. Well, no, that'll be good because the car was looking really good. I mean, that's the same thing. You yeah. did Wisefab, you did Dogbox. So, I mean, finding the weakest point, I mean, yeah. if that's only going to be now cooling, you're pretty much dialed. And the chassis is, is seems to be fairly uh, adaptable. I mean, guys who've been racing them for a long time, you can dial in as much or as little grip as you want. The, uh, the, the Supra does um, what I tell it to, which is something my S13 I always fought with. You know, the e-brake would lock sometimes, mm -hmm. or, you know, you would do this, and the front end would kind of slide once in a while. But the Supra, you know, the e-brake locks every time, and, you know, I don't have to worry about shifting right. with the dog box, and, like, it, it just... You know, it's got the clutch, it's got the dog box, the rear end can handle the power unless your clutch goes and then you blow the transmission, the drive shaft, and the diff all at the same time. But, uh, right, yeah, you can't yeah, launch no, offline just by slamming it up and just gear, even though it's a dog box, it uh, can't quite handle it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's not that indestructible, yeah. but at least it's easy enough to yeah. fix. Parts are expensive, but easy enough to fix. I've been through that as well, where chip yeah. dog rings and all that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Drift Easy. And so you guys were all, you guys all knew each other yeah. back in the East Coast, and then you moved out here kind of chasing the Alberta dream and decided yeah. to be a Drift uh, I think 
Pat, so Pat, part of Team Drift Easy, he was drifting in 2017. He started his season the same as I did. Um, and then near the end of the season, we started hanging out more or whatever. I, I had never personally met him, but I knew him from the car scene back home, uh, like car shows and stuff he was really big into. Um, so then there was Pat and me. We teamed up, and then one of our buddies, J-Bro, was our pit crew. And then, you know, he was on the pit crew, and then he started building a car. So then, then he started driving. And then we have our friend uh, Nico. He was part of the pit crew, but he's been building a convertible E30 that's fully caged and stuff uh, with an LS swap in it. Um, so then, you know, he's kind of our pit crew, but now he's drive. He's going to be driving this year as well. Hopefully, we can finish his car. And then, and then and there is actually Excellent. two more Drift Easy members uh, that are going to be coming out this year. Uh, driving pro-am one we uh, haven't announced yet uh it's just in the works make sure the car gets all finished and stuff and then a longtime friend of ours francois uh he he had that convertible bmw the e46 yeah so he'll be competing this year he's actually just finishing welding his cage right now and uh i'm building i'm building a six liter for him at his place up in fort mac so every time i go up to work I work on help him out with his car and stuff. <laughs> do all your heavy duty mechanic stuff, and then yeah. at night do all the yeah. uh, all the drift cool. easy. So yeah, there stuff, should right? be yeah there should be five of us doing pro am this year, and then one uh, the Nico the E thirty six. He's just like a grassroots, you know. He, he he's got to get uh, he's got to okay. get the laps in and just enjoy yeah. Enjoy drifting before he hops right in. He, he's gonna try, he's gonna try to sweet yeah, no, it a bit for sure. But we all know how that turns out. Sweet cars. Uh, yeah, usually expensive. I mean, I, I was always uh, you know very much not into street drifting just because uh, yeah. my license gets very expensive once yeah. you uh, yeah, no. get caught doing it. So I've always just yeah, tried no. to protect he, my he's license. He's not into street <laughs> drifting. It's just he's into driving a race car on the street. But that that only works okay. for so long until until you're yeah. See, like us, you see, I'm an older guy, so I actually get away with it. I yeah. can drive just about anything on the street. But when by the time that you can get away with it, because you're you know an older yeah. responsible guy, you don't want to, because they're so terribly loud and obnoxious that you just yeah. want to take something easy. Well, hopefully, uh, Nico jumps in and mm -hmm. does some of the grassroots days. Those are kind of exactly designed for these guys and uh you know we have a, a, a neat way that we're gonna be running the the competition so that pros can drive and also just the uh the grassroots guys where they don't actually meet up until the finals so yeah it should be a really fun way to do it um so i'm gonna go through we have like a rapid fire uh, question and we're gonna you know say that this is uh, sponsored by element fire extinguishers who now are part of uh, the Spec D series that we are authorized retailers for them. They're helping out the series by having the element. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of the anti anti thought with it being a flare stick, but they're a really handy thing, bolt into every car. So the first thing that pops into your head, okay? So I'll just rapid up. fire these off for you. So what's your uh, dream car build? Your super <laughs> the, the super kind of fell into my hands. So dream car build. Uh, I fail at this question because I like whatever works and whatever performs well is something something I'd like. So yeah, the the super is good. Uh, dream car, I I don't know. Uh, I mean Corvettes are nice, but it's not a dream car build. The, the super is pretty gnarly, so we'll we'll say that so, something extravagant maybe. But yeah, I don't know. Um, definitely the you know like. 99% of the people in the U.S. would look at that and go like, yeah. what did you do to a yeah. $80,000 Supra? Um, all right. So who's the best driver <laughs> on the Drift Easy team? Uh, that's definitely debatable. Uh, I know, obviously, if you look at uh, trophies, it's going to be Pat. But uh, so far, me and him are tied. We've got one battle each, one. So... 
Yeah, except both times okay. we've gone up against each other, we each had a breakdown. So it's it's pretty funny. Like we just can't go up. We can't drift with each other during competition because one of our cars breaks. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Then oh, who's yeah, the worst driver on the team? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, he's got less driving, but he's just solid. Like when I hop in with his passenger seat, I'm just like, this car is really good. You know, you're really good. Uh, yeah. Confidence. He definitely needs some, but he's got the driving for sure. So I, I agree with that. We'll touch on him a little bit more. So your dream engine build, is it going to oh, be yeah. that yeah. turbo V8? All the way. Yeah. Maybe add, okay. maybe add nitrous. Uh, it's a dream you know, battle. Money, you know, throw some nitrous in there, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just make it worse. Oh, Just make great. it more expensive. For it's a dream build. All right. So who's the one driver that you'd like to uh, drive against? Anybody? Uh, Piotr. Anybody. Piotr. Yeah, he's, he's my right. style, you know. He's all about drinking. Thing, just having fun, whether he's got a good battle or a bad battle, you know, if he smashes into somebody, gets out of the car and runs up, and, oh, it's funny, you know, oh, it's such a good battle, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. the candy yeah. man, for sure. All right, your bucket list track, what's one track uh, you want definitely drive? I watch a lot of drifting, and I suck at all their names and stuff, but uh, I'm not sure... Basically, I think Road Atlanta would be pretty sick. It's not really a bucket list, but I just think like the big downhill run up and, you know, try, you know, practice some backies into the gravel, into the, into the sand be pretty good. Um, All right. So we'll take that one as Road Atlanta. Um, what about an event? What's one event that you kind of, you see on TV can be a grid life or a, anything what's one event i just like driving as much as i can so basically hold on basically uh i don't know grid grid life be pretty fun um the drift games guys in europe i think that going any one of their events would be would be pretty good uh they seem like at mondella park or whatever they seem to uh they seem to fill that place pretty good, and when they had that Adam LZ thing, like, but that'd be that'd be something pretty pretty fun to go drive and stuff. All right, now give us the most expensive part on your car. Uh, <laughs> your wife's well, not watching. It's fine. A, like, go ahead. I don't know. I was helped out with like some sponsorship stuff so it's hard to say like if, if you retail i'd say the engine is obviously the most expensive now and the transmission and the turbo kit was a lot of money to you know it's all custom fab work and it's all pie cuts and stuff like i don't know you know the basically the heart of of it you know the the drivetrain is expensive okay. and i've got i run an 88 rear end in the supra and Thinking now, I probably should have went quick change, but I really didn't. I, I had talked to Rad Dan about it, and he said that the super rear ends can handle like 700, 750 like power, which is like my original goal on power. And I tried finding them. Like he's in the states, and you know, obviously he's got a bunch of Supras, and he's hoarding parts like how Chelsea hoards parts for BMWs and stuff. But I think I found. A one diff out of a out of a, a sore, and then it was limited slip. So I would have had to weld a limited slip, and so I, I had to look into something else. And I ended up doing the Granus Racing Ford eight eight swap out of uh, Explorers, and the axles I have are fourteen hundred horsepower axles with billet hubs and stuff, and all that ends up adding up. And then I think I have four diffs with four different ratios. So I could have basically bought a quick change by the end of it. But I guess if I ever, I guess if I ever blow a diff, at least I have three spares where you probably won't blow a quick change. But if you blow a quick change, you know, you're, you're done. So 
Right, right. Yeah, and most guys, I mean, I don't know. I've seen a yeah. few quick change failures this, over this the past year. Over I've, time. Seen a, I've seen um, a couple I, I think I have. I must have the same kit because I did an 8.8 swap in one of my cars with the yeah. 1,400 horsepower axles. So I probably have the same thing. And then I also have a couple of Super Divs too kicking around because in that one yeah. car I bought, it came with all these spares. Like that RX-8 runs a Super Diff and then I got an RX-8 nice. with yeah. 8.8. So <laughs> but beyond that. All right. So I'm going to ask you another question. This is sort of, uh, I don't know. It's just something that I notice about you that I want to kind of dig into more. Okay, so you've had a lot of trial and error with build and you've worked with shops here and there. But one thing I always notice about you, you never say anything bad about anybody, no matter what your experience was. Uh, Why is that? It's all spilled milk. You can just, you know, move on and continue and, you know, learn, lessons learned and you just, you just keep going, you know. I like uh, I like drifting and like you know building the cars. I had my seat time BMW and like I don't know. I just like driving and I, you've said before like I, I lend my car out because I get just I get just as much enjoyment teaching someone else how to drive or letting them drive my car and experiencing yeah. it. Uh, like even the Supra, I, I or my S13, I lent that out to grassroots guys like for three three different guys for three different grassroots events. And then even the Supra, I was like, oh, I probably won't lend that out. And then J-Bro was on my pick crew at Mission and worked his ass off. So Sunday fun day, I just gave him the car the whole uh, the whole Sunday fun day. I think I did like five, six, seven laps and yeah. he, he just ran it all day. But I don't know. Yeah. All right. So So you've also told me sort of your theory on money. So it must just be because you're filthy rich or something that you have this don't no, care about money I don't know. type attitude? I, I just, I'm bad with money, but I'm good with money. I'm not in debt or anything. I just look at it as like hours work, whatever. If I need to buy something, I'll just work a few more hours. Or, you know, I don't really look at it as money. I just look at it as time. So, you know, what else are we working for? And, you know, may as well just enjoy what you're doing and go to work and, and enjoy days sure. off. Uh, I, I'm lucky enough that I work shift work, so I I have a lot of time off, and you may as well enjoy your time off. So, right when you guys work hard during the uh, during the shift, then it makes it better yeah. to enjoy it when you're off. So, I'll give you that there. No, it's just something that I, I noticed, and it sort of it stuck with me, you know, for a long time. Uh, like your attitude on it and the no bad feelings with any shops that, oh, yeah. you know, cause we all work with different shops and, and it may just be something simple that you don't agree on, but you know, it can damage a lot of relationships. But I just noticed that with our small community, your attitude yeah. is definitely one that I really appreciate. Well, I, and I, uh, I, I wouldn't be you know, where I am those shops regardless. Like there's no way my, there's no way anything sure. I own would be as nice as what it was. Like, yeah. It, like, it doesn't matter what anyone says about anything. Like there's a reason why we have what we have now, whether it went left or right. And you planned on it going a certain way. Like there's a reason why my cars look the way they do. And, or like, they're yeah. the way they do and, like and it, it's definitely, uh, Oh yeah. There's, there's, there's lots in it. I mean, race cars are one of the trickiest things. I mean, you know, sometimes you just get a season of bad luck and you know, uh, maybe the human nature in us looks at it like, oh, it's somebody else's fault. But lots of times it's like, yeah. How, how do you know? You know, the in and the out on the uh, yeah. oil feed line, you know, it's easy to go, well, somebody should have figured that out. But lots of times it's it's us not uh, not doing it. And I've, I've been in that same boat where we jump into a car way too early and really push it yeah. when we should be breaking it in. And uh, yeah. ends up very expensive. Yeah been a lesson learned um so yeah and i think that's that's something you know we'll give you a little bit of a, a shout out too because your name usually comes up when somebody needs some angle kit or something welded or a part lent um you know and you got to think I, I see your your supra being a lot of stuff being done over at, yeah. at yeah. zombie fab there with sean just that you know we got such a solid group of people that are that are around that can do just about anything and you know, it's something that we kind of want to showcase in, in these little interviews. 
sort of like all the unique stuff that we got going on in our small little series up here in, in Alberta. And yeah, know, and, and it's, it's great, like Zombie Path, like Cam, and, and uh, you know, he used, he used to use Trevor or whatever, but um, it, it's great because I can go to work, make money for two weeks and then I come home and there's the car is still getting worked on there's still forward progress and I am very late yeah. back so some of the things I thought was okay in the car uh, is completely redone now or improved so uh, yeah it, it's good you know working with other people and like other drivers too because he, he drives as well so like we all have these little experiences and you know we can just fully improve going from there and like yeah definitely find out yeah. what works and what doesn't work maybe right so mm -hmm. there's lots, lots of experience in that little group i just i've just been watching lots of the social media stuff and you see a lot of little work that's really intricate being done like transmission rebuilds and it's you know they're always it's lots of you know drivers yeah. are either competing against or you know in the same series competing for whatever the grassroots title or the pro title and still they're out there yeah. helping out so you know it's something that's very unique yeah and exactly culture, and like, right? and it's funny because like if someone's out uh i think i forget what year it was 2020 or 2021 uh sean Harmon pulled out a diff from a streetcar to give to michael bourgeois to put in his race car so that he could keep driving and i think yeah. that was that was the round that he qualified first or he ended up winning or something like yeah someone literally pulled a diff out of their streetcar and put it in bolted it you know at, at the track into a drift car so there's not many uh there's not many series or racers that would take something off their car and bolt it onto someone else's so that they can keep driving you know that that's what i love about drifting and yeah like um the good thing about drifting yeah. too is for you know you can have a passenger and a driver so i don't i'll hop in anyone's car and you know see how they do and drive and then uh give them tips and you know it, it's just the community and drifting is is great like the spec d community and like the grassroots events or the fun days like straddle bash is, is insane like there's nothing like that i've right. experienced where there's a hundred people hundred cars like and it, it's it's organized chaos <laughs> you know there's people in the pits rebuilding cars right. and like and like it's you know everyone's out on track having a good time and like everything goes well and the way you guys have like run groups and stuff and like it's you know it, it all we're looking forward to the uh, fourth the fourth year of uh, Strato Bash. We're going to try to add a little bit onto the Friday night and do um, something different than yeah. Team Tandem on one of the days. Team Tandem doesn't work that well for us. I find it's the exact same thing, like you said, when you had uh, when you and yeah. Pat can never do a battle together because you always break. Yeah. That is the karma that follows Team Tandem. So we have a new idea that we'll be talking about soon and try to make it pretty fun and do some uh, something different for it and hopefully add, you know, four or five hours on the Friday of driving, go a little bit later into the night and really irritate the neighbors <laughs> around the Stratotech Raceway. I mean, you know, it's just the way it is. We all have mufflers on the car. Yeah. You get over it. It's only one weekend, right? Um, so anybody you want to give shout outs to sort of before we let you go? There's like a list, you know, uh, this long of just uh, friends and uh, buddies that, you know, work on cars late at night. And uh, yeah, lots of shops that have uh, been in there, you know, in and out. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Everyone knows who they are. And, uh, you know, just look at the car. It tells you. But there, there's right. so many people that uh, that have helped out and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's good. We, we kind of talk right. about most of them whatever, so, yeah. Sure. So before I let you go, though, you got yep. you're, you have a baby on the way. And that's yep. right on our round one. Okay. I don't know if. You can see the comments scrolling along the bottom of the screen, but everybody wants you driving a mission. 
round one may be out, but are you going to come uh, up to uh, trying, the other couple of rounds? Trying pretty hard for mission. It, uh, you know, I can't tell what the future is, and uh, it, it's kind of all on the partner. It all depends on how the how the fiance handles it, and you know, obviously, if there's any issues, then, you know, I got to buckle down. Family's got to come to first this time, but, but yeah, a hundred percent, and. We got a bunch of moms that always help out. Cecilia's down to do any type of baby duty. She absolutely is is in love with little babies. So you got somebody that's going to be, uh, you'll be fighting over, you know, your fiance will never get the job yeah. back when she brings it out. All of them will be, be uh, holding yeah, it yeah, all, all, all weekend long. So I'm trying well, we really, really hard, uh, trying really hard on, uh, on mission for sure. And then uh, round three, uh, I should be able to make, you know, worst case, it's only one day. It, it, it's, uh, it's a good thing that I'm off for every single drift event this year. Any major drift event falls on my days off. But, you know, have, having, going to have a new, uh, new baby or newborn and stuff, and life, life's going to change a bit. So we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, I, I still got two drift cars, right? And they're all bought and paid for. So, you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. don't sell them I, you know i like your attitude that you're not you're not selling them to go no, and uh, no, be no. an adult we got we got our entire life to be an adult and then you get to me and it's like i i got oh, the best yeah. years left than what i've already done all the so. boys are bugging me saying i'm gonna sell stuff but it's bought it's paid for <laughs> you know it's it, it's exactly. not burning the hole and i i have garage and if i don't have no space you just rent a garage from j bro you know you just you, you know, you, exactly. there's friends where I can put cars. It's fine. 100%. Well, no, we're really looking forward to seeing your, the new addition to the family. And yeah, you can come in. Cecilia has all the comments. She says, she'll look after the baby. You can sub judge yeah. with the baby on your lap. Um, it's all good. And then, you know, bringing kids up at the track. It'll be oh, great. Yeah. You know, we need more people, and then we got to bring up yeah. this next generation of drifters. You know, start them young. I saw an eight-year-old out doing drift training today yeah. on some video. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. I'll, so I'll start them in, in uh, you know the electric cars with the, the you upgrade the motors and stuff. And, you know, oh yeah, I'll start them young for sure. Yeah, will be driving. exactly exactly. I'll be be racing with. Uh, you know, Cole's baby, she yeah. drives around in yeah. that, uh, in that little power, yeah, the power wheel. So it's pretty thing. good. And yeah, well, there, there always could be judging exactly. or whatever. I've done it for you guys before in the grassroots of things, but that's a lot of work. Judging. Sure. It's not easy. You know, that is not, oh. not easy. Yeah. The grassroots guys are a little bit easier on you. They don't, uh, yeah, they don't the usually beat on you. Bad, bad, so, you know. I mean, maybe we can jump in and take over for me one of the rounds and I'll, <laughs> I'll happily let you, uh, do it. it oh, yeah. They won't give you near as hard a time. Hey, well, congratulations on your on yep. your upcoming baby. We really hope to see you out. Yep. You know, any days that you can come out, even if you're not driving, come out and uh, yeah. be there. Nice. Uh, I'll, I'll be at the uh, grassroots, and then uh, Strato Bash is uh, you know motorcycle, uh, kind of what we did last year with all, all everything. I should be able to make that one yep. too. So yeah, excellent. Well, we look forward to seeing you out there. Thanks for coming on and making the time. Uh, we hope to get the other boys on as well. Need to get Pat Fontaine in. I need oh, to get I inside that guy's brain. I don't brain. know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's, I don't know. He's got he's got one of the, you know, one of the best driving styles that I've seen, and definitely, you know, uh, he probably yeah. benefited the most the first time we had Chelsea out. Yeah, he changed his driving a hundred percent. And I'm excited to see what he's going to bring this year. Now that he's had a yeah, no, he, he was wicked. Car. He kind of he always had that skill, but he he was held back. And then once he found out, oh, I can just floor it everywhere. I can drop the clutch thirty times. Okay, yeah. So he just, just did it, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was great. So, well, no, I appreciate yeah. you coming on and taking the time and. Uh, Hey, we'll catch you. Yeah, uh, catch for you sure. On the track I'll in see May. you guys then. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks a yeah. lot. I'll let you have a good one. On that. Right. Thanks. All right. Well, I got. Oh, wow.
wait, hang on here. I'm waiting for, I got Jeremy, our LBDJ. He's been waiting. I talked to him earlier because I called him out last week. And we got to find out what's going on with, uh, with the LBDJ and, and sort of see what makes him tick. <laughs> oh, jeez. You got to give me Good. some warning when that camera buddy, how jumps are you? on. How are you doing, buddy? Excellent. Why don't you introduce yourself to, uh, to everybody and kind of what you do for the series? Yeah. Uh, and whatever you forget. Well, uh, I'll, well obviously, uh, my name is Jeremy. I'm otherwise known as the LBDJ. And uh, I've been working with you guys for, I don't know, four or five years now. I don't really even know. Lost track of time. Uh, I lose track of time. I'm having fun, let me tell you. But uh, yeah, anytime there's a big event, right. uh, even some of the smaller ones where we're doing uh, Bro M, I come out and uh, spin some tunes for everybody, make sure everybody has some fun and get on the mic there with Tony and, you know, cause some trouble. Yeah, and every once in a while, I, like I uh, need to take a break. I, I like jump it. on the uh, start line or jump on the track and help sweep. I'm sure everybody's seen me out there and, uh, you know, with a broom and wondering what kind of uh, DJing that is, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the right. uh, shuffle right. list and then get out there and help clean up the track. Right. Well, we kind of wanted to chat with you a little bit about sort of, you know, behind the scenes stuff that it takes to get ready for an event. I mean, there's so many people that sort of make everything happen and you're kind of responsible for that, you know, the vibe that we all get when people come to the track, yeah. get them amped up for some good driving. Um, you know, and lots of times it's like taking a lot of time away. Uh, I know the mission event is a long one. It's a good, like basically takes up five days of your week. And, you know, what what does it take to kind of get ready for that? What well, do you usually bring out to well, give people an idea? For me, just for the stuff that I do by myself, it's a good couple of weeks of planning, man. There's so much stuff that I have to bring because I'm so nervous about forgetting, you know, one small cable or just, you know, one, a couple of batteries or something weird. But yeah, I mean, last, uh, last year at Mission, I brought out over 3,000 feet of audio cable, uh, you know, 1,500 feet of power wire. I bought four giant speakers, a couple subs, you know, uh, so it's a, it's a lot of work and it took, uh, you know, a good five, six hours just to set all that up. And uh, yeah. And Jeremy froze. There we go. No, That's I don't a do good that. shot. I should maybe screenshot that one. Nice. <laughs> you froze with just yeah, the greatest look on your face. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I know Mission is a big, big push and all the events are. Um, and it's just nice to have you out there, good positive vibe in the in the crowd and people always like the good music and having all that out there. Um, and you're down to be out with us for this season again, so people can always uh, find you. And, I'm gonna be uh, at Mission every year out. until I die with you guys. I honestly, it's probably one of my favorite events <laughs> of the year, if not the favorite. Um, I know it's a lot, you know, like, and I have to honestly thank the family because uh, I have two young kids myself and, you know, leaving them on, you know, Wednesday night, um, just to take off and then not come back till, you know, late Monday night. Uh, it's a lot on them, but you know what? Uh, I have yeah. to give them credit. They support me. They're super excited every time I go. So it's uh, exciting. And honestly, it, every time I go there, every minute of it is, is amazing. It's fun. Yeah, no, it's a good, yeah. I mean, that's what we all need. A lot of family support going on to it. Uh, your wife is great. Always a good time too, when she comes out yeah. to, to the events, but maybe with the kids, it's a lot of yeah. a lot of work to watch out for them around all the all the fast oh, yeah. cars and yeah. the crazy stuff going on, right? But well, hey, just wanted to really give you a, a shout out. A thanks so much for for doing it. A lot of people always kind of wonder, you know, what it is, uh, like how we got good music and the nice vibe that we got going on, and lots of that's credit to you. And I guess the first time we see you is going to be out at the, the Stratotech. Yeah, I've already uh, talked opener, to uh, is... Stratotech themselves, and they asked me to come out. So I'm going to be out there representing Spec D uh, the whole day. So I'm super excited about that, too. But, uh, yeah, honestly, I, I love the vibe that's out there. I love all the people, all the fans, uh, all the drivers. are They have been nothing but nice to me, and uh, it's always a lot of fun with those guys, and especially the uh, Spec D family. I'm, I love being part of it, and uh, I couldn't ask for a better family to be with. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you guys are out there and you're watching, you know, come check me out, come hang out with me. I love hanging out, love showing you guys what I do. And, uh, yeah, just having lots of fun. Yeah, sure. You can get your little yep. assistant, Emily. She's, she's my, she's my favorite little DJ. Too, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always good. 
Hey, well, I appreciate you jumping on and uh, sort of giving a face to the music that we all hear at all of our events. And uh, thanks, and hopefully we'll see you. I you guess we'll to... see you at our Long Beach party when we're doing our watch party. And then, uh, yeah, and then our first event is going to be uh, May 13th, where we got the DJ, and we're going to have Tony out there, too. He's going to be calling some of the racing, trying to make uh, autocross, yeah, I guess, more I'll try exciting. my best to make him sound good. I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate guys. it. Hey, thanks a lot. Right. And uh, we'll catch you. All right. Thanks. You bet. Thanks. thanks a lot. I'll let you turn out there. Awesome. Well, yeah, great. So much, uh, you know, love goes out to, to all the people that make the events possible. Uh, you guys get to hear me more and, and chat a little bit about it, but there's so many people behind the scenes that uh, they never get to see. So we're going to try to get those those people on and just give them a little bit of a shout out so that when you see them at the events, you know, go give them a high five, tell them they're doing a great job. We appreciate that. Again, uh, so we got our new website is going to be dropping uh, on March 31st. So it's a complete revamp. The old one's still up and running. And then uh, we're going to turn it off here in about a week. And then March 31st, we're launching the new website. It's going to have a bunch of new products on it as well. Uh, shout out to Grip Royal. Uh, doing a custom wheel for us. We're going to have those up on the website as well. Uh, also, uh, NRG Innovations is going to be partnering with the series, providing a bunch of safety equipment on some new projects we have coming up that will be uh, dropping a little bit more information on those uh, right around first week of April as well. And uh, just big shout out to a lot of the partners, uh, Yellow Speed Racing as well. Uh, they've come on board with the series and just providing some coilovers, discounts for drivers, everything like that. So lots of interesting stuff coming. Uh, be sure to check out the new website. Again, it's going to be dropping on March 31st. And then just keep following our social media. We got uh, lots of interviews coming out. Every Wednesday we're doing them. And uh, just talking to some of our drivers, some behind-the-scenes people, and just uh, you know trying to showcase them a little bit more and all the passion that they have for driving. I mean, you got to look at uh, Justin Dubay and uh, his program. Um, you know, such a passionate guy and uh, some of the setbacks that he's had with losing motors and the amount of cost that goes into it. His attitude has always been one of if his car is broken, he'll definitely be at an event to help us out and uh, judge or work the track, whatever it is. He's always there to, to help out and, and give a hand. So we're thankful for that. Again, I'm Sean Hardham. We'll see you guys next Wednesday, uh, 7 o'clock, and we'll have a, another driver on. We'll be announcing that soon. Thanks.